you're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Thursday, so this is our hashtag one team episode. Sangram and someone from the Terminus team discuss what they're learning at the moment and how it applies to you. Here we go. Welcome to the Flip My Fun Podcast. Back with the boys over here, Ryan and Kyle. We're ready to go. Last time we talked about humanizing the whole experience. And I think there was a lot of great feedback. I heard you said that your grandmother listened to it, which is awesome. <laughs> that we are breaking grounds here, guys. Tapping <laughs> into a new market. New market altogether. Uh, but today, again, it's Thursday. It's one team, right? So we are bringing somebody here from Terminus. And both Ryan and Kyle, they've been sharing really interesting stories around how they have moved from a sales to a customer success and their journey in it. But today, they're going to talk about storytelling. And storytelling to me is one of those words where it could be a buzzword and who doesn't want to be a storyteller? Everybody remembers stories. But then also, I think we're going to go really deep into the fact that storytelling might mean different for different people. It might mean the going to the market and telling a big story. And that's not what we're going to talk about on this podcast. We're talking about how do you help do storytelling with your customers today? Do your customers understand your story? Are you able to take them on a journey? So... Ryan, Kyle, pumped to have you guys on the show again. Yeah, happy to be back. Yeah, it's going to be fun. All right, too. So unpack storytelling. Yeah, the way I think about it, and this is different for like storytelling and coaching your customers who are going through an ABM transformation using your technology, but you also yourselves use your own technology that you're selling to the market. It's difficult, right? Like ABM is not easy. We never say, yeah, this is something that's going to be one and done like in one week. You have a well-oiled machine. It takes iteration. It takes failure. It takes success. It just takes really figuring out what is your ideal way of going to market with an ABM strategy. One thing that's compelling to me is is when I talk about customers who are going through that transformation is just to be vulnerable enough mm. to tell your own story. And for us, to be honest, like we weren't doing ABM the right way from the start. But if we're going to coach our customers on how to be best in class at ABM, we have to be vulnerable enough to tell our own story. This is what we went through. This is what worked really well early on. This is where we fell on our face and it didn't go so well. So one, we could say, hey, customer, this is where we failed. We want you to completely avoid that sort of situation or scenario in which things don't go as planned. But also, hey, this is what we learned. This is what we did really well early on. This is how we scaled faster. That way, as our customers undergo this transformation, they feel comfortable because right. they have somebody on the other end of that phone, the other end of that screen, explaining, hey, I've been I've been there as a practitioner. We've been there as an entire company. Yep. We want our customers to be super successful. I think it's much different as you tell a story of, I've been through X, Y, and Z versus do this, do that. Yeah. No one likes being told what to do, but if you can tell a story about your experience and relate that to their business and how they can overcome those obstacles and be successful like we are today, I just feel drives a much deeper impact. But also simultaneously, it does give a vulnerable, empathetic aspect, which is so much more compelling versus just like I mentioned, hey, you need to do this, that, and the other. You know, this reminds me of this, uh, I don't know whose quote is this, is that success is a lousy teacher. You know, the best lessons in life really comes from failures. Yeah. Right. So for us, like we have failed so much yeah. on this journey where it feels like, well, it, it feels 
almost like some sort of therapy to share, quite honestly, a lot lot of the failures that we have. But hopefully, to your point, it also helps our customers recognize that there is light at the end of the tunnel and it's hard, you know, real, real quick. And I want to get your your thoughts, Kyle, on this. But I was at the Toronto ABM conference last week and it was phenomenal. There were like 300 all of a sudden, out of like it in, in Toronto, there are 300 people, all of them all day talking about ABM. And I was sitting there and, and thinking about the fact that everybody is wanting to do this. Everybody gets yeah. it. There's no need to, to help people understand why this is important. Yeah. Now, if you think about that, two years ago, we this wasn't the case. We were telling everybody that think differently, you know, flip the funnel, this, that, and the other. And now people are like, we get it. We just want to be successful. So this idea of saying that, yeah, but you're not going to be an overnight success. You're going to t- it's going to take time. And sharing the sharing from a storytelling, like internally how we do it, is a big part of it. God, what, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really easy to sort of speak from a mountaintop and say, hey, look at us, everybody come try to do this the same way. It'd be really easy to kind of gloat in the fact that we feel like we've gotten good at this. Yeah. But that doesn't resonate with people. Um, people don't want to listen to you and say, okay, we get it. But, you know, this is <laughs> You're so smart. You get it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's all about how do you empathize with them and really make yourself vulnerable so that they get, you get the buy-in, right? And, and then once you have that initial buy-in, I think that's where a little bit of Ryan and I's selling background comes into place. Because if you think about it, you know, you are at the end of a very long tunnel trying yeah. to get to the other end. <laughs> yeah. And what we have to do is paint this picture of the light at the end of the tunnel and say, look, we are going to be going through the tunnel with you. It's going to be a challenge. But when you get there, look how great this is going to be. And so you're painting this picture and yeah. telling the story of how exactly you're going to get there. And you're kind of selling through that process, right? Yeah. That's where the sales aspect is, is you're there all along the way. But Every step along the way, every small win, you're reminding that customer of the ultimate yeah. goal. Where are you trying to get to? And so that's a story within itself, right? right? And so you use the story of our past and what we've done to really get the buy-in yeah. and to really get them to lean in and go yep. along with you. And then from that point, it's all about focusing on the future and saying, let's paint this really pretty picture of where we believe we actually can be it's realistic. Yeah. And then let's go on that journey together. And that's the cool thing about the CS side of the business is, you know, you're not saying, hey, this is a really pretty picture. Yeah. Now go figure it out. Yeah. You're saying this is a really pretty picture and I'm with you for the long haul. Yeah. So you're really riding with them through through that whole tunnel. And uh, it's it's a pretty cool ride. Talk through like some real examples here, right? Like just give yeah. it to the people. It's, right it's here. funny what you just mentioned, because it's like the pretty picture. It's not like, hey, go <laughs> go paint this picture yourself. We'll pick up a paintbrush with you yeah. and we're together as a team going to paint the picture. The Terminus story where I inject that, at least for myself, my own book of business, we'd love to hear Kyle's thoughts as well, is customers who are primarily used to running a lead gen engine, right? Mm -hmm. Like sales is used to receiving leads from marketing. They're used to working those leads, not doing many additional prospecting, which our own SDR should cover their ears. (laughs) Freaking out. Like what organization would ever not, what SDR would ever not prospect? Yeah. So marketers get it. Yeah, and, and you mentioned like it is interesting because the market has shifted from the why to the how. How how yeah. do we implement this? We understand the why. So a lot of marketers, the reason why they sign on with us, they get the why, but how? Yeah. How do I operationalize this internally? How do I get my sales team bought in? Yeah. How do we change everything? Yeah, and it starts from CEO all the way down to the practitioners. So for us, it's like, hey, we were primarily running. If you think about it, we were running a lead gen engine. 
it sounds weird to say we're an Asian company. <laughs> but, but it's true. It was yeah, the truth. I mean, we're prospecting hundreds yeah. and hundreds of people. We're yeah. blasting with phone calls and emails. And yeah, we're, you know, putting up a crap ton of demos. And yeah. the, the dashboard looked awesome. Yeah. The revenue looked great, but it's not sustainable. Like, let's be realistic. It's That's not just, scalable it's, at all. It's not scalable. It's not sustainable and not predictable at all. Yeah. So once, you know, Todd McCormick and Peter came on, let's do ABM the yeah. right way. And it's just always a fun shift point for with customers. Like, hey, I've been there and done that. I was on the sales team. This is what I was used to. This is how we changed the model to let's work target accounts. We started yeah. at 500, still too many. You can't yeah. scale personalization to 500 accounts. Yeah. Went down to 100. Operationalize, which you have a podcast on fit and 10 engagement. Right. The right fit accounts. Are they in market? Have they been yeah. on our website? Tier one, boom. Yeah. Really high personalization there. But a lot of times customers are struggling with, that all makes sense, but how do I get my sales team bought it, bought in? Mm. How do I get them bought into this strategy? And it's such a cool opportunity to say, what I would love to do, and it's been super successful for the customers in my book of business that I've done this with, let me loop in one of my own SDR managers or yeah. one of our sales leaders. We've been there, done that. We had to change the compensation structure. It's a larger conversation, but it took time to get sales members bought in. Yep. There were SDRs that were all about this new process. The rest yep. of ours were super successful before. Why are we changing things? But they did get bought it. They yeah. did. They were bought in after they you know saw the win. It was a struggle. Yeah, like it was. I, I remember um, these conversations internally were like, wait a minute, we're changing the whole business model. And I think that's what most people don't get yeah. is like when, when they move into something as crazy as ABM, as it sounds like right now, of course, five years from now, everybody's saying, well, that was just B2B marketing. What were you guys doing? But today it still sounds like a crazy transformation, but it really is changing the business model altogether. I'm, I'm curious from you guys' perspective, like when you, getting back to the, the whole crux of storytelling and telling our own story to help people their own journey, have you heard like, like people saying, well, of course you're telling a great story because you guys have to tell a great story. Like, have you, or people genuinely like, yeah, you know what? That's really interesting. I'm I mean, just curious. Yeah, I think we definitely get some of that. You yeah. know, of course, this is a pretty story or a <laughs> yeah. story, but I don't think, I, I think when you really get down to it and you speak of some of the failures and really bring in people into these conversations yeah, right. that have been a part of it, Ryan's a great example. He can speak to it because he's lived it. So it's yeah. probably pretty fresh for him and he yeah. can speak to no I was an SDR when this was taking place one thing that I've done is tried to loop other people into the conversations that have mm-hmm. lived it if they're saying hey this all sounds great yeah. but again it's it's just lip service right yeah so an example and this actually ties it back to the podcast yeah I had a customer that we were really early in the journey and they had some questions we had started to serve some ads and tried to get a little bit more personalized. They had always been very big picture, broad, trying to generate leads essentially. And they were trying to influence their sales team and get them to buy in because they were starting to serve a lot more focused ads. And so they decided they wanted to go down the road of pursuing video. Yeah. Well, it was perfectly timed because it was right after you had released your episode of Morgan Gillespie, which I didn't know we actually mentioned last time as well. But I told him, I said, hey, guys, just don't don't take it from me. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you that we've gone down this same road. Yeah. But listen to that podcast and I'm going to, you know, connect you with Morgan on LinkedIn. Yeah. And feel free to reach out. They listened to the podcast. They reached out to Morgan on LinkedIn. Beautiful. Ended up setting up a separate call. She got on the call with her VP of sales. Yeah. Talked him through process. He what told an amazing me on the next thing. call that he yeah. shared it with his entire team. Whoa. And then they started doing personalized video. And so it was... A story that then was backed up with a yeah. person yeah. to 
verify that or validate that the story actually took place. And, and so again, like I think the two ideas, what we spoke about last time in this one, they play perfectly in tandem the idea of humanizing and yeah. storytelling yeah. because a story by itself is just a story right if you can bring that human element to it and make it real it's going to resonate that much louder that is fantastic guys all right guys so i'm gonna wrap this up i got like five different thoughts coming out of this conversation and i wish we could just just keep going so we're gonna do more sessions of this i want to just yeah, <laughs> yeah this is getting better and better in terms of like what you can take away so number one just helping and sharing that it's not easy is I think is a pretty big idea in itself. The reason I say that is is because you guys said it even before we started recording you and throughout is that you constantly and reinforce with our customers, empathizing them like, look, we know the journey you're on. It's it's not easy, and we know we have been on that path. Here's our failures, but the fact that just acknowledging it probably allows our customers to breathe, right? Because they're probably thinking, oh my goodness, I got to do this. My CEO wants me to do this. My CMO wants me to do this, and I got to be successful. And we're saying, well, you may not be, and here's why, and here's what we've learned. But maybe you, we let, let's just go on the journey in, because you may not be successful today. It, it's a long process. Don't look at success like tomorrow, like you get a lead and you say you're successful. So I think that was big. Being vulnerable in the process obviously supported that. The third part, which is the idea that we are on a journey with our customer, that seems like a really, really big thing. I cannot tell you guys how many times I hear our, when we go out there in the field and people are saying that, hey, your CS team is amazing. And even if, you know, and, and don't take my word for it, like the G2 crowd, like every single person yeah. in the G2 crowd is very obvious. They literally call out the name of the CSM. I have not been with a company where that has happened. So I feel like you guys do a phenomenal job. The fourth part is walking people step by step. Like you both mentioned about the whole fit and 10 engagement model. We're not telling, and this is probably a really good point if you have, if you're in CS or marketing and sales, are you talking to your customers about your product or are you talking to your customers about the entire program? Because what I think what you guys do is really tell them like, hey, look, we want you to be successful with ABM. We don't want you to be successful just with Terminus. I think that's a, that's a big differentiator of how you do it. And man, uh, you, you wrapped it up really well. But it's not just the story. It's the person. So by connecting into the person in the end of the day, we're just making it like very clear. If there was one advice you would give to organizations, each one of you guys, you know, really think about that, that you want to say, hey, you know, they want to do storytelling. They want to share their story, but maybe they don't have the same, like maybe they, they don't, don't have the same product that they're selling, mm-hmm. right? We're in a very different yeah. situation. How could they humanize this? How could they be a better storyteller? Go to the market, put out as much content as you can about your story, like don't lose, you started a company for a reason, or those individuals started this product or service for a specific reason. Yeah. Talk through your pro, like talk through that process, talk through that journey, because every company started at somewhere time, somewhere. Yep. They all went through some sort of failure, some sort yep. of pain. There's no way everybody was successful yeah. the entire time. So that can help you relate to not only prospects and new opportunities, but with your own current customers who are potentially experiencing similar growth challenges or sharing some of the same success that you share today. There's so many different mediums you can yeah. share your own story and humanize it. Yeah. Audio, video, written content. I would just encourage them to share it from a CS perspective, a sales perspective, and then put out as much content as you can around it. Yeah, I would just say empathize with your customer and try to see things from their perspective. Even if you don't have a story that parallels theirs that you could tell them, if you try to see things the way that they're seeing things and understand their set of circumstances, from that point, you can really work forward with that customer. And then you can at least tell that future story of, look, I'm not where you are, but I'm committed to getting you to where we both see that you can be. 
And so I think if you really have that empathy to start, then you can still get them to where they want to go, whether it's the same story or not. Love it. Guys, thank you so much. Love it. Love it. Thank you. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.